Hi, my name's Rob Scott from CX Today, bringing you the latest news and conversation from the customer experience technology space. So today I'm joined by Creven O'Malley from HubSpot, and we're going to be discussing the future of customer experience in a post-pandemic world and the role that CRM plays in it. Welcome, Creven. Thanks, Rob. Delighted to be here. Good to see you. Thanks for joining me. Hey, before we get started, however, should we just do a quick introduction? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at HubSpot, please. Absolutely. Delighted to. Um, so, Creven O'Malley is my name. I am a senior sales director here at HubSpot. Uh, I work as part of the EMEA team, and I've got responsibility for our mid-market, corporate, and partner teams in the UKI marketplace. Um, I'm just coming up on two years with HubSpot. It's two years into a 20-year tech career. So I started back in the late 1900s selling hardware and software, the SaaS of its day, and more recently have moved into CRM and um, specific marketing automation pro- uh, packages um, of the kind that, that HubSpot supply. And my team is to onboard, enable, and support our sales teams to meet the demand for those products in the market, but also to challenge our customers and move that digital first agenda uh, forward in their planning so that you know they can be part of um, the, the way in which digital has a huge value add for customers into the future and a way in which businesses can connect with them that has been really brought into sharp focus over the last couple of years. Superb, thanks for that. And what a two years it's been, eh? Um, I mean, just, that's a nice segue into my first question, really. I, I suppose the, you know, the last eighteen months or so. I mean, what's it been like from for you and your customers? You know, what what kind of trends have you picked up on? Well, yeah, for sure, it's it's been eventful, right? Everybody is in the same um, circumstance. This pandemic is not regional; it's global. Uh, so the first thing I would say is um, our primary focus when this hit initially was to make sure that our our teams, our people, uh, but also our prospects, our customers and our partners around the globe were safe and well. And at a point in which people were beginning to navigate that properly, uh, the first part of our response uh, was one of support and a package of measures were put in place to provide some financial support for companies whose priority back then was very much about survival, um, as opposed to the growth strategies that perhaps they'd been adopting up until that point. So um, it was a real fight to survive at that point. Um, We provided a lot of support for customers on their contracts, discounts, uh, pausing payments, whatever we could do to support them navigate that first period, I think, of shock that people were going through. Uh, to adjust to what people refer to as the the new normal. Um, Teams that were now in a distributed fashion, obviously customer relationship management, CRM, has a huge role in providing glue to connect those companies in terms of their response to customers' needs during that period. So that was a very interesting um, evolution in the progress of CRM as a priority product within the business application suite of businesses. Um, So once they got through that initial thriving period, there was definitely some industries um, within the wider economy um, where there was a little bit of a tailwind in terms of the circumstances that the pandemic threw up. So for sure, hospitality, travel continue to struggle. And we have a lot of customers in those industries and we're supporting them in every way we can. 
Um, but there's many other industries where moving to digital first, moving to channels of communication actually was a boost to their business and they were able to connect with customers in really meaningful ways. So there definitely came a point um, later in 2020 when businesses began to look at the opportunities that were in the marketplace and the economy at the time and how could they develop a strategy around an investment in applications, customer experience applications, to cap capitalize on those opportunities and provide really delightful customer first experiences, which would have you know, fueled their growth over the last number of months. And we've seen that ourselves. Um, I think from you know, the own, our own internal perspective, our priority at the start was our teams and making sure that they could stay connected, even though they were remote um, 100%. Um, we've always contemplated and we're a company that I think suits a culture of a hybrid workforce where some people are in offices and some people are remote. But for sure, the move to 100% remote um, had its challenges. Um, our services teams, our internal security and IT teams were absolutely phenomenal. Our people operations to make sure that people had the support and the IT equipment that they needed. And obviously, as a provider of a CRM SaaS solution, I think we were able to benefit from the technology that we have and we build ourselves to keep our teams close and keep trying to provide um, great customer experiences to our to our install base that we're going through a pretty difficult time. Yeah, thanks for that. And that, and that is absolutely the core of today's uh, you know, topic of conversation, really, isn't it? To, so. I mean, we're, we're beyond that kind of, it feels like we're, we're moving beyond that uh, kind of survival mo uh, mode now, that, that survival stage of the pandemic, and we're more thinking about the longer term plans. But, you know, why should business leaders, you know, prioritize customer experience, uh, you know, in their plans? I mean, it's a, it's a great question. And I think it's going around um, C-suite teams and business leaders' minds for quite a while. Um, I think for me and I think for HubSpot, you know, we see the pandemic as really only accelerating some of the trends that were, were probably there before. Um, you know, if you look back at the evolution of, you know, industrialization, workforce management, uh, the different technologies that have delivered growth over time, we're definitely in an age now where information is in the hands of our consumers and information is power. Um, it really is, uh, localized on top of your customers and your prospects that they can have all the information about your products and services that they need before they talk to a salesperson there is plenty of empirical evidence out there that before a customer turns up uh, to your sales team and actually talks to a member of your team upwards of 65 percent of their purchasing process has been completed so if you're not available in terms of mobile website and information in a really clean and clear, concise manner, positioning your products and services to those target audiences, you're definitely missing out on opportunity. And I think the pandemic has, has escalated that. Um, I think the other interesting development is, you know, if, com if companies aren't incredibly transparent and open around things like pricing or contractual um, points, there's a lack of trust. And I think what people have been crying out for, and again, I think the pandemic has 
accelerated this is to work with brands who are very trusting and who they can build a sustainable and loving relationship with. So even though price is always incredibly important, it is one part of you know, the framework of the relationship you have with your customers. And you certainly need to give value for money, which is you know, where the price issue come in, comes in. But I'm seeing consistently customers who um, ascribe value to more than just the cost of your product. And they want to know that there is teams there behind that contract that can support them when they need it. They want to make sure that their investment in applications is not simply something where they end up using a very small proportion of the power of that platform. So being easy to use is incredibly important. Um, and we certainly saw our customers go through um, you know, an immediate requirement to communicate effectively with their customers. So, um, you know, lots of companies are using the HubSpot platform. One that comes to mind um, at the moment is the World Wildlife Federation. Huge amounts of uh, community subscribers to their content, lots of donors to support the great work that they do, um, trying to have, you know, the, the human and animal populations coexist. And they relied on the HubSpot platform to communicate with them, not just through email, but through their websites, through mobile, and a consistent message across all those channels gave people the information that they needed so that they were able to continue that relationship they had with the brand. Um, and I think that's an incredibly satisfying relationship that we have, but it's one of many where they're relying on the the HubSpot customer experience platform to connect with their customers um, in what was a very difficult period. And when you continue to connect in a meaningful way, those conversations develop, your ability from a sales perspective to hopefully capitalize on some of the opportunity and maybe the pain that they're going through is, is real. Um, and we've, we've certainly been um, warmed to see some of the success of our customers over the last 12 months as they emerge from what has been for sure an incredibly challenging time for all of us. Yes, indeed, indeed. So has the role of the CRM changed or evolved as a result of the pandemic, do you think? I think it has. I mean, if I could use the phrase modern CRM, I mean, I, 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 I've been working since a time when you know, if you, you use the CRM to get somebody's email address or, or phone number, and it was like a, a customer card, if you like, um, on your laptop. Uh, the, the modern expectation of a customer relationship management system is, is totally different, and it, it probably should be redefined a little bit. Um, ultimately, there needs to be a connection between your CRM systems and where your customers are, are trying to surface information about your business. And in many, many cases now, that's either on a website or a mobile version of your website. So from a content management perspective, those content management systems need to be um, very, very clear, um, very easy to use and surface the information that customers need at the moment that they need it. Um, what CRM then becomes is repository of all of those touch points that your customers have with your business, with your brand. So whether it's um, from a marketing automation perspective, the messages that they want at the, at the time that they want it, um, whether it's sales and 
the sales teams are not bothering customers who are not quite sales ready for a conversation, but perhaps their need was more nurturing in terms of some of the products or services or pricing that you offer. Is that available in a very transparent and easy to navigate way? What is their experience working with you as a brand when they don't have somebody on the end of a phone? It's incredibly important. There's lots of data to suggest that brand and customer loyalty is damaged incredibly through poor experiences. Whereas the expectations of customers now, and certainly the pandemic has accelerated this as well, the expectations of the experience that your brand will give customers have gone through the roof. So we will not be going back to um, you know, an exclusively face-to-face telephone first type engagement, which perhaps was the bedrock of relationships many businesses and maybe some industries had with their customers, they need to be able to continue in a digital first way. They need to be able to give remarkable experience for those customers. We've all had that experience of having to repeat ourselves. Um, We connect with brands through social. We connect with the website. We talk to them. We end up on their service desk. And if they end up asking us the same questions all the time, um, our loyalty and our attention span is challenged. Whereas our systems and our platform put that customer first information in the hands of your teams that need it when they're talking to customers. And it's about giving them a great experience. And, and I remember talking to um, a customer a number of years ago now, and it was in the, the automation industry. And she was making the point to me that from a customer experience perspective, the measure of the service and the experience she and her company and their brand gave prospective customers was not in comparison to other automation providers or car companies. It was about the experience the potential customer had with a recent hotel or a retail. And we're finding those B2C brands are frankly leading the way in terms of what a B2B customer is expecting now and the way that they want to be treated. So if your financial institution or car selling business is talking to customers, they are raising you based on an incredible B2C experience that they would have had elsewhere in the marketplace and not just on another company within the same industry. So I think the expectations of customers have skyrocketed. Um, I think they will not recede. They will continue to be demanding. And it's about having information at the fingertips of your teams across their various departments that's consistent with the brand message, but that also has a 360 sense of what that customer or what that contact has been doing, whether it's surfing your website, the pages, the information that they've used, if they are a customer, the problem that they have, and you're dealing with them in a timely and efficient and personal way. Um, I think those requirements of businesses to grow into the future are not likely to change. Yeah, it's really interesting. It certainly does feel like the, the pandemic, you know, certainly amplified any gremlins in customer experience, you know, that were there. So if a company had problems with customer experience before the pandemic, they probably were several times worse, you know, as a, you know, d- during the pandemic. But um, for the companies that did it well, you're absolutely right. It feels like yeah. um, we've really moved on quite a bit uh, and, and certainly moved towards more of a, a customer first world where the customers feels like they're in the driving seat with customer experience to some degree as well, which is uh, quite refreshing. Um, my next question, just to 
I want to kind of think about the future a little bit here now. So we're moving on from, you know, the, the dreaded pandemic and uh, businesses are kind of starting to double down and think about customer experience again. So, you know, how is that going to play out in the future? And kind of what advice would you give uh, anyone looking at their customer experience strategy? Um, you know, how, what steps would they would they take? Yeah, I think you're 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 dead right. Um, there's no doubt that people are very mindful of the fact that with different waves, you know, we're still very concerned about our, our people and our our customers and our communities from a public health perspective. Um, but it shouldn't be a, a negative point for companies to think about growth. Um, and I think they do need to think about growth because the the current environment we find ourselves in for many businesses across all industries offers opportunity. And the way in which they position themselves to capitalize on that opportunity will define the growth path that they will be on for the next number of years. So, you know, we talk about disruptive entries into markets, whether it's new vendors, new competitors, new technologies. Um, We're in a very disruptive environment right now. And that can be the fuel for very creative entrepreneurial thinking. Um, And in many ways, some of the most incredible brands we have today came from that kind of a disruptive environment in the past. So I think I really encourage entrepreneurs, business startups and businesses who want to scale into the future to, to sit down and think about what their growth platform and what their growth pathway will look like for the next two to three and, and, and on in years. And I think customer relationship management needs to be central to that. I think when you think about your brand value today and into the future, um, it isn't simply about um, market capitalization. It's not simply a responsibility to shareholders. I think the customers and markets of today will reward um, ethical business and good business. Um, they want to see diverse teams within your company servicing them that look more like they do in the community than simply a, a lack of diversity across your team. So that's incredibly challenging for some companies to make that pivot. Um, and I think your value is more than your product to those, to those potential customers. Um, the way in which you deliver the service, um, there is a lot of evidence to suggest that the experience you give your customers will create more brand loyalty than the actual product that's that, that you're selling in of itself. Um, you know, we think our technology stack is great and we think it's a very compelling value proposition that we go to market with some incredible technical um, referenceability within that. But ultimately there are other CRM vendors So why would somebody choose HubSpot? Well, I think we would like to think that they will choose us because we have designed the platform with customers in mind. So there are other platforms out there, but in some cases they can be an aggregation of acquired intellectual property where, and it's the promise of cloud, but they're stitched together so that data can flow. I think it does create some complexities for businesses that may not have huge resources or IT teams to manage as individual parts of that stack become upgraded. And that can delay 
their ability to go at the pace of the marketplace and it can dull innovative thinking within the business because you're limited by the limitations of your tech stack. HubSpot is a truly single uh, database platform. So our vendor, our founders, I should say, made an incredibly brave and, and wise decision a number of years ago where we decided when it comes to customer experience platforms, we would build it, not buy it. So HubSpot has a truly unified database underneath all its products, which means if you talk to your service teams, your marketing information or your sales teams, everybody has visibility on what's happening with that client engagement. And if you're going to give those delightful customer experiences of the future, that is absolutely paramount. So all of that data is in one single view. And even before a prospect or customer comes inbound to you to have a conversation, it's fantastic to have the data available to your teams at that point. But your marketing and your sales operations people can do a huge amount of interrogation of that data and they can understand the types of offers and the types of material and content that will cultivate the conversation to move it on for your sales teams so that you can actually be outreaching to people in the marketplace, a target audience, and be giving them very, very personalized information where it's actually meeting the challenge and the need that they have in their business at that moment in time. So instead of being a kind of a batch and blast, disruptive, uncomfortable experience, it's actually serving customers, providing value to them at a time when they really need it because you've been able to observe the patterns of inter interaction with your brand over time. And it's in a really complete and consistent way. So I think, you know, the time for businesses to reflect on that and think about growth strategies into the future, I think, is here. I think there are disruptors in every industry and for those creative entrepreneurial type businesses. And that's not just startups. That can be in large and scaling businesses as well. The way we did things in the past does not necessarily bind our strategies into the future. So we're here to support those people on those growth journeys into the, the next number of years. Yeah, some great advice there. Thank you so much. And I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. But um, for anyone looking to find out more about HubSpot, what's the best way to get in touch? Well, it'll be no surprise, having said all of that, I will direct people to our website, which I think tries to do a great job of bringing to life for us what I've been advising and talking about for the last number of minutes. So for sure, go along to HubSpot.com to get as much information as you can and um, connect in for any of our teams. We'd be happy to talk to people and give them give them advice one-to-one -one if that's helpful as well. Superb. Creven, it's been really good speaking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Rob. Enjoyed the conversation. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to CX Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a CX fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using the CX News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. And our social links are in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from CX Today. Thanks for watching.